for her to cry and tell me that she doesn't, she said that um, it's you're not. It doesn't seem like you're my dad no more, sort of thing. You know, it, oh, wow. it really hit yeah. me hard. You know, yeah. so um, yeah, I had to do something about it and realizing not spending enough time at home. Mm. Um, not spending time with my kids and my wife, even on the weekends, not yeah. wanting to, yeah. things like that. Um, using drugs more often, you know, yeah. more like it was every day, yeah. sort of thing. Drinking more and more every day. Um, yeah, I literally sort of woke up and you know seeked help, and that was the first thing they asked me to do is that um, was to seek help. What up, Looks Up fan? It's Moss, Fale and Vita once again with another fire episode for The Vault. Our next guest is a straight sortier in the mental health arena and the founder of Poly Kids. He's educating our Pacifica, Maori and Indigenous communities who are the most at-risk group in terms of mental health and suicide, removing all negative stamina attached brick by brick. Please give a warm welcome to Vils the Fukitao. Toko, how are you, my brother? I'm good, welcome, I'm good. Thanks welcome. for having me, boys. Appreciate nah, it. Nah, nah. Love what you're doing in the in the mental health space, Toko. Love the shirts, love Got Your Back, love the F-Suicide, all of that, man. And we'll delve into that a lot deeper a bit later. But yeah, views. talk to us, man. Tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us about your background. Do you have brothers and sisters? What area you're from? Wife and kids? So, Vils Tafugtau, um, co-founder of Polykids. Um, grew up in a little suburb down in um, it's a suburb's mascot. Oy, mascot, um, yeah. <laughs> so, a 2020 boy, man. Um, <laughs> Yo. you know, eldest out of uh, six kids, yeah. And um, yeah, man. So, uh, for, uh married, five kids. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Uh, nice. My wife, she's uh, Australian, so no, she's not Tongan, <laughs> 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 and um, yeah, man. I've uh, been married. F- been with her for 15, been married for 14 years. Congrats, man. Congrats. And um, That's yeah, right. to this day, we're still going strong. So, yeah. Nah, awesome. Man. Appreciate you guys having me on the show, man. No, thank ah, you. Ah, man. We love having you on board. Thank you for accepting, man. But uh, you got to tell me, man, five kids. Are we Are we in the Tarago or what? Honestly? <laughs> yeah. Nah, bro, I, I do want to. Uh, just going to say no. To be honest, bro, we were all five of our kids in a station wagon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, you know, like when times get tough, you, you just got to make do with, with what you got. So, oh, hundred. Yeah, yeah, of bro. course. Man, those Tarragas are quite oh, expensive man. these days, hey? Like, I thought back in the day they were cheap, but, man, they're like 40G sometimes, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, bro. <laughs> um, nah, thanks, Bills, again. Um, so, yeah, man, let's let's delve straight into it. Um, who was a young Bills Tafuktao? Tell so, us about the early days, Toko. Early days, man. Grew up, grew up um, Christian home, obviously. Um, church pretty much every day of the week. Sunday, um, obviously Sunday school. Yeah. Uh, then Sunday service. Went for like two, three hours, sometimes four. <laughs> um, uh, Mondays was sort of like youth practice. Tuesday, choir practice. Wednesday, youth practice again. Thursday, yeah. um, uh, church service in the evenings. Um, Friday, youth practice again, and then yeah. Saturdays, back to choir practice, and then, you know, start again. Um, all of that, you know, prom school, went through to yeah. high school, I graduated, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, played rugby yeah, um, through school and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, but, nothing nothing too fancy, just a typical Tongan household. 
Yeah. Just growing up with, and um, yeah, you know, just always sticking together as a family. So. Yeah. And and was there was there many Tongans in mascot growing up? From what I know, we there was quite a bit of us. Yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot more of us were like sort of family, mm. yeah, sort of distance family and stuff like that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, there was quite a bit just amongst us. Um, wasn't like a massive, massive um, Tong community there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Man, but church, church every day, yeah, like Monday, Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, Friday, yeah. Sundays. I used to, I used to love it because it was yeah. to, it was when we used to get a lot. Of, get to um, hang out with the other kids yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, you know, my parents yeah. uh, didn't really le- let us out of the house as much as young kids, you know, just yeah. um, trying to mingle with people. Mm, mm, um, obviously, mm. them coming from back home, back in Tonga, to a new sort of country, it was a uh, sort of different culture, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, um, yeah. <clears throat> they didn't want us to sort of follow other people again and mm. like, more them scared of us following in the wrong footpath. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. You know, so... They try to keep us at home as much as possible, but yeah. So we're always looking forward to going to church and stuff, and yeah. seeing our other cousins and seeing friends and stuff through church. So no, it was it was it was good. It was good. Yeah. So because that's the thing when you go to church, you get to see you know all, all the people that you're mahini with and stuff like that. 100%. You know, or all, all the all the little kids and stuff that are your age and you're running yeah. around and then you know, <clears throat> mum and dad are probably you know. Looking at you with those eyes, like, hey, sit yeah. down before I give one over your head. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, man. And um, and even even at primary school, uh, did you have some of the kids from church? Did you guys go to primary school as well? Uh, no. Nah, so to be honest, like we living in mascot, I didn't actually even go to mascot public school right? mm. because I had a. Had a few cousins that, that um, lived in the area and they were going to the same school. So yeah. uh, my parents sent us to the school in the next suburb, which was Bolton in Public. Oh, um, yeah. So I went there with some of my older cousins and some other boys through uh, through church and they started coming to that school later mm. on in the as the years went on. Yeah. But um, yeah, even school was there. It was all right. School was all right. Um, I got bullied a lot in primary school, you know, racially. Yeah. So. Ah, yo. Yeah. So what? Predominantly yeah. like, Caucasian no, it wasn't just me. Them. Yeah, usually yeah. Caucasian kids. You know, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't just me. I even saw, um, you know, all some of the older boys that I went to church with. They they would dealt with it as well. Mm, you know, so yeah, right. so it wasn't just us Tongans. You know, there was a yeah. few other cultures that copped it quite a bit as well. And that's the thing, um, you know, minorities. You know, in in yeah, schooling, right. at work, or, or anywhere, man. You know, if there's a, it's a there's a bigger group out there, sometimes yeah. they tend to get together and sort of pick on on the minorities, man. But man, you came out unfazed, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 sort of, sort of. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like uh, even through high school, I sort of copped a bit of bullying and stuff like that, and mm. it just sort of. Um, I sort of learned some stupid stuff from it and I, yeah. I sort of put myself in that sort of position. Yeah. Um, I ended up being the bully myself. Yeah. Which, uh, gotcha. you know, uh, I had, I was looking back at it, I did it to make myself feel better, to make myself yeah. feel sort of higher than someone else because I mm. knew what it felt like to be, you know, being put in a chokehold every day, mm. you know, getting hand over my yeah. lunch and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I sort of did that to a couple of kids at school and, you know, I uh, never had the chance to until, you know, only a, 
the year last year or the year before, mm. I actually apologised to these boys, you know. Oh, and, wow. That's awesome, man. And, yeah, like, even these guys, they say, no, nah, it's all good. And I go, and I just said, no, nah, it's not, bro. Mm. Yeah, yeah, trust yeah, me, yeah. it's not. Yeah. And I go, and I, I know it's not because to this day, I still think about it. Hundreds, you know, and my kids, My kids have gone through it, so. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, man, I, I never actually thought that my kids would go through something that I went through. So mm. for my to see my kids go through it, I knew there's something, the guilt within me had to do something about it. Not to sort of uh, feel good about myself, but to, yeah. to let myself know that I can be a better person. And yeah. that's the first thing I did was as soon as I seen these boys on social media and even out in public, I literally just walked up and just apologized mm. for everything that I have done, you know, and they always, always try to brush it off and say, it's okay, it's just, you know, how the boys are. And I go, no, yeah. it's not how boys roll. And I go, if oh, this man. is how boys roll, man, this is, it's it's, it's wrong, bro. So, yeah. yeah. Man, that is, that's crazy, Vils, you know? Like, you often hear stories about, you know, the people that get bullied and they hold on to that throughout their life. And yeah, then, man. you know, when they finally get a chance, you know, maybe they... Uh, earning like six figures, seven figures or whatever it is. And then you yeah. hear the story that they rub it in their faces, you know, yeah. um, the people that bully them. But I've never heard the the story, like the one that you just told me where, you know, you've carried that guilt with you for how many years and the yeah. first opportunity that you had, you you went and apologised. And even though they played it down, like, nah, it was all good, you know. Yeah. Uh, that, that's huge, man, and, and massive respect team for, sure. for that, man. Um, so, yeah, around around high school, uh, what kind of kid were you in high school? Uh, were you rebellious or were you straight-A student, you know? Were, well, what kind of kid oh, were you straight, but school? not straight-A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you're there, man, as long as you're there. You know? I was straight, but I didn't get the A's in there. So. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. No, nah, I was, um, so, like, through primary school up to mm. high school, I was like, I was always, I never really misbehaved at school, mm. you know. Every, yeah. every now and then, you know, I would do some silly stuff, but nothing, um, nothing in particular to get get detention yeah. or anything yeah. like that. I was, I was one of those kids where I was always scared of my parents, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I want to follow my my friends and do this, but then mm. at the back of my mind is like. Oh yeah, but my mum's waiting at home with the extension cord. Now, you know, <laughs> that, you know? <laughs> but there was always those sort of thoughts that kept me in line. Yeah, yeah. So. But um, yeah, it was it was it was good. You know, I stayed I stayed as as good as I could. Um, yeah, it was um, sort of when I got to like year ten, towards the end of year ten, early mm. year eleven is when I started like um, smoking, drinking, all yeah. of that sort of stuff. Um, and when all of that sort of stuff came apart, it was just through because of my football, my footy. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so you're playing footy. So what was your what was your coach? Yeah. Rugby or was it league? Uh, I was playing both. So more more oh, yeah, um, more rugby. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, playing uh, junior rugby for Renwick. Oh, yeah, Renwick, okay. yeah. So yeah. playing there, like I was, it was pretty good. You know, I even got to the point where I had some sessions with uh, George Griggin at the time. Hey. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I was I was still young. So first time playing um, outside of school was at the age of thirteen, so year eight. Yeah, that's and, crazy. Um, yeah, so I made a, oh, I did I did quite well, you know. So um, yeah, played, was never allowed to play Sunday. So mm, um, yeah. league was so playing uh, league was just out of the yeah, out of the picture sure. sort of thing. Yeah, you know? sure. yeah. But um, always played league through school and and rugby, obviously. But um, mm. my main sport was yeah playing rugby. Loved rugby. And, yeah. um, what position did you play, Bill? Yeah, so, so because I was only thirteen, I was playing under sixteen. I... Yeah. So, oh, yo, what was, the heck? 
Yeah, I was, and because I was just following so because one of my mates who was a year or two older than us, so mm. sort of in our year, you know, in our year at school, um, yeah. we just sort of followed him, you know, just to get yeah. playing the same team as boys and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's the only reason why I went. Like I was, I was really fear. Eh? Like I was scared. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three years up, that's I crazy. Played. Ben, when you're 13 and you see blokes with beads, you know, I'd be scared too, man. That's probably why my footwork was so good, just running away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it? Because everyone's like, oh, you got good steps on there. No, no, this is yeah. actually called stay scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah nice. but, um, but yeah, no, I did quite well, you know, making um, zone, zone teams and district team um, ah, stuff like that. good. Yeah. yeah. So even like even had the, the players to play back then. I was playing with uh, a guy named Yaleen Gordon. Um, oh, Yaleen Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he actually Didn't played with the yeah. Rabbitohs. Yeah. Yeah, played yeah, yeah. Him, played with uh, and played with Bofaloon ah, as well. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, same team that same year as well. So we did we did okay that year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sort of got scrapped from the team when we had to train on Sundays. Yeah. So, yeah, but um. So so throughout your your sporting. And things like that. So enjoyed enjoyed rugby on Saturdays. League was a bit out of the picture because you know because yeah. of church on Sundays. But um, what was what was mum and dad like? Were they supportive of of rugby? Like, did they or was yeah. it just a waste of time? Were they well? Because I know there's a lot of different kind of parents in the, mm. like, yeah. especially Islander parents. You know, you get the the parents that you know are strict and you know they just want you to learn at school because yeah. and study and you know get a good job. But then you know you have your other parents, you know, that are super supportive with with everything that you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so yeah, man. How how was your parents with in terms of like your schooling and then your rugby? Oh, my parents were like they were really supportive with yeah. both um, our schooling academically and with our sports. You know. Yeah. Um, it was just one of those things that they say, you know, during school time, during school hours, when it's school, you get stuck into your books at school. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's training for rugby or whatever sport you're doing, you got to make sure you put in 110% in that. So yeah. they were really supportive with everything I did, even my siblings mm. as well, you know, um, with everything that we all did, they were really supportive. Yeah. It was just a lot of the, um, a lot of the stuff that did come about with, with our sport and stuff didn't work out only because it sort of clashed with everything on a Sunday. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, with that on a Sunday, you know, with a lot of us Islanders, we have that respect for our parents and yeah. we know that our parents at the time, well, me, my opinion and personally, like at the time, my parents obviously knew more than I did. Yeah. So for me, I just listened to my parents, you know, yeah. and there were times where I bored my eyes out, you know, like yeah. I'll drive to church, I'll even go walk into church with my eyes still pouring. Yeah. And all these kids and my aunties and stuff, I'm like, man, what, what are you crying for? You just got yeah. to church. We didn't see you get a hiding or anything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah um, there's, you know, so some people didn't know and didn't understand like yeah. how I was feeling back then. But yeah, man, it's like, but like my parents were, they were great, great parents. Mm, you know, there yeah. were some stuff where growing up, obviously, um, did affect me later on in life, but yeah. apart from our sporting and academic wise, they they were really supportive with that. Yeah, yeah, true. So just with your your sporting and and like you were saying, you know, academically, you know, your parents pushed you to to be the best that you could be in both. When when you finished high school, what was what was your mindset? Did you know what you wanted to be or what path you wanted to go? No, I didn't know honestly. Yeah. As soon as um, 
as soon as like every opportunity came up with me for footy, it just kept yeah. getting shut down from my mum. Yeah, uh, gotcha. You know, we all we everybody loves their mum to death, no matter yeah, what. Yeah. But when you know, every time I did have that opportunity, she always told me, "Nah, you know, church first, church first. Yeah. God's always first. Yeah, everything else will fall into place, and there'll be other opportunities, you know." But yeah. The, the weird thing was is that every opportunity came up it was it always seemed to clash with church and yeah, yeah. she yeah she just didn't um sort of give in to that and give me that opportunity to take that for myself in a way you yeah. know so, and from then it was just like for, as soon as I hit year 10 and then I was like man all these opportunities keep coming mm. and my mom just keeps chopping my legs from underneath you know yeah, just, yeah, gotcha. I'm not getting anywhere so yeah what am I to do so from then on, and it was just like mates were smoking, mates were drinking. So I just, I'll just yeah. try, try a bit of that. Yeah. And yeah, so since year 10, smoking, drinking, all of that sort yeah. of stuff, year 11, year 12, even when I finished school, kept going. Yeah. You know? um, mm. And yeah, you know, a lot of the stuff there, I wish I could sort of, um, wish I could go back and stop all of that, but obviously mm. I can't. But, you know, I've learned everything from that. So whatever I've learned from that, then I'm sort of trying to, I'm not hiding it from my kids. I'm trying yeah, to teach them. Yeah. I've got three kids who are in high school. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah. whatever I have learned <clears throat> through the years in high school, I just mm. not trying to tell my kids anything, but I just tell them my experiences, and I just tell them, I go, these are my experiences, and I hope one day you guys can learn from it and just yeah. do what's right for you, you know. Yeah. But don't feel the need that whatever you think that you do for yourselves, it's wrong. Mm. Yeah. Because it's it's not for me, it's not for mum, it's for you guys, and it's for your future. Yeah, 100%. Uh, whatever and, support my parents gave me when I was young, I try to give yeah. the same to my kids. Just yeah, a yeah. More, a bit more understanding, you know, yeah. and a bit more, a little bit more freedom. That's all. And being, you know, of age currently now, and I know for me, like with, with my mum and dad, it was always like, oh man, you know, you understand when you're older. You understand <laughs> when you're older. But you know, at that age, you just can't see past it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I remember 05, right? Um, my dad took all of us to Tonga, to New Zealand. And we had like a, it was a huge holiday, right? At the end of school. But um, myself and my younger brother, we're only a year apart. Right, but I just remember in that 05 year going into 06, we spent it in, in New Zealand. All I wanted to do, and all of my, my little brother wanted to do, was we just wanted to be in Sydney, party, you know, living it up with my friends. You know, the one thing my dad was always saying is, like, Man, you'll understand one day. And now that I'm of age now, I look back and I'll I get angry at myself, you know. I'm like, Man, we get married, we get girlfriends, we have kids. Like, man, why didn't I just enjoy that, mm, you know, yeah. that time with my siblings, yeah. that time with my mum, my dad, you know, my sister-in-law, my niece. Why did I, why didn't I just enjoy it, you know, because yeah. now we don't really see much each other other than when we speak on the phone, you know. Yeah. So yeah. even even with yourself, like, you know, when when mum was saying, you know, always put God first, you get opportunities. Do you see it differently now than you did back then? Oh, I sort of do, eh? Like, um, yeah. My my faith is not as strong as it used to be. You know, mm. I don't I don't hide that. Mm. You know, I yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't judge nobody. 100. You know, to be honest. Yeah. Like, but you know, there is there is my it's it's, it's like, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. I yeah. I do believe in God, but it's not as strong as it used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fair enough. 
you know, there are times where, you know, where I feel like I need to pray and I do pray and I do talk mm. to him. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I, I do hope that my my weakness in, in, in my faith towards him doesn't, um, does not turn him away from my prayers. Yeah. Sort of thing, yeah. You know? I'm yeah. not, I'm, I don't pray for myself and I never do. I always pray for my kids and my wife. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I, the only thing I, the only thing I do do for myself is, is thank him for, for giving me the strength to still be here today. That's the only thing I thank him for, you know, I don't, apart from thanking him for, you know, for always, um, watching over my kids and my wife. Yeah. Mm. I never thank you for watching over me sort of thing, you know. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know why I don't. I just yeah. I feel like I should thank him for watching over my wife and kids. Yeah. Um, oh, that's me. Yeah. yeah. Even through all my battles to this day, I still I, I still feel a bit weak. Mm. Yeah. In, yeah. Some days, but yeah. yeah. It's it's crazy, right, Jill? So I've kind of been in the sort of same trajectory as you, right? So Face was strong, you know what I mean? And I kind of fell away from that to the point where, man, my face was was really tested. But, you know, I had to be put in a position where, you know, I was alone and I had to, all, all, I, all I could do was call on God, you know what I mean? And again, this is just my personal experience. I felt like he just stripped me of everything um, and put me in a place where I needed him, you know, and wholeheartedly praying, you know, praying, praying, praying. And he put me in a position where, we're now that I'm very thankful for, you know? So I think everyone has their own journeys and, and things like that in their own relationship yeah. with, with God, you know, if you're a believer, but yeah, man, I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's each to their own, you know, like, like you said, your, your faith is a bit tested at the moment, but man, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that you'll know in your heart when, when the time's right sort of thing, you know, yeah. I mean, you're still thankful to him and stuff and no, that's, that's awesome. But, um, Bills. Yeah. And so, so just, just for, for, for me anyway, um, Bills, you hit the nail on the head, eh? Like, um, I'm the same, right? Like my parents and you meet my brother later. Um, but you know, I always felt like I couldn't measure up in church. And so yeah. I'd go the other way and then I'd feel like I'm further and further from God. Um, yeah. but, Man, you know, the, the grace that you get sometimes when you can just pray to him and then you kind of feel yeah. it. Yeah. Like sometimes, and, and it's, it's with Polynesian parents, right? They only want the best for you. And sometimes they'll force you yeah. to church to the point where you're crying. Like, man, there's a picture, and I'll probably find it later and I'll show it to you. There's a picture of me crying <laughs> on top of a car while my brother goes inside the church. So <laughs> I don't know if it's an allegory for my life in the future, but um, man, I, I think it's so true for us to kind of like sometimes when they go, oh, you need to go to Jessica Lotto and all the rest of it, um, mm. they kind of miss that you're still learning yourself. Um, and, yeah. you know, I, I, I have to learn so much. And, yes, I'm glad I had those values, um, but I was a bit hurt sometimes when, you know, oh, you do the Lotto, you can say you can say the prayer. And then I felt, um, you know, mad that I had to say the prayer because uh, do I feel worthy yeah. enough to do it? So, so it really played yeah. with my mind, eh? Like, am I worthy? Am I not worthy? Um, and then I got to a point, right, that, you know, like Moss said, you got to feel it in here, right? Eh? Like, it's not someone else to yeah. kind of judge you to kind of say that you're, yeah. you're not this, right. you're not that. Um, but, man, yeah. thanks you for sharing that. Because that, that, I thought I didn't, I thought I've kind of felt alone in that. Um, but hearing your story, man, it was kind of like the same as mine. Like I just, I just felt like I didn't yeah. fit in. Like I was either I didn't drink heaps and then cause trouble, but I wasn't the uh, so dear for Christ all the time. So you know, to yeah. kind of feel normal 
is really important. Um, and, you know, we'll speak yeah, about your, your, your um, poly kids and all the rest of it, but, man, that speaks volumes, hey. Thanks for, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Massive no, ups, massive ups, man. Um, yeah, no, hey, so... like when I grew up, like, through church and stuff, like, it wasn't, like, a lot of the, some of the boys through church and stuff did some did some bad stuff, you know? Yeah. And, man, the, the, the parents were just, you know, just constantly saying, oh, you know, this kid shouldn't be in this class for Sunday school, this kid should be reading a hymn, this kid shouldn't be reading the Bible, this, yeah. you know, it's like, dude, like, why? Just because he's done something bad, but then it's like, have a think, if your kid was like that, would you say that about your kid? If it was yourself, yeah. would you think yourself is not worthy to read the hymn or read the Bible for the church? You know, this is still giving, you know, these um, these teenagers a chance to sort of um, wander back a bit, you know, and just rethink about what they have done, even though they've already done it, but rethink about what they've done already and gone through, go back to reading the Bible, reading the hymn, and see if they can find something within themselves to change the next sort of path in their life, the next step in their life sort of thing, you know. Um, and I've, I've, I've always just, I've just, you know, having kids, you know, my oldest uh, boy and girl are 14 twins, you know, and through the years of being married and having my kids and stuff, I've just looked back about how I've grown up and with the people and what have people have said about other people, you know, and it's just like, mm. it's just quite shocking to hear yeah. this from people that, that go to church to repent their sins and and yeah. you know and ask God for forgiveness, but they can't see that for someone else, sort of thing, you know. Um, so for them to see kids or other parents do something bad, they can't see that they're there to repent. They will just talk about them and badmouth yeah. them and keep putting them down, sort of thing, instead of you know helping them to helping them, right? Yeah, yeah. helping them in a way, yeah, like and uplift them you come back you know yeah. you know come back to where you were before instead of yeah. going backwards to the things that you're not used to sort of thing yeah so but yeah man nah, that's that yeah thanks for that views um hey so views um sorry give me a sec um so yeah uh you finish high school um you're starting to drink and and you know smoke and um all these kind of other things um how long did that sort of last after you finished school? Oh, it only just stopped two years ago. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, yeah. Um, yeah, bro. Um, man, I was um, travelling to and from Tonga since 2003 through high school stuff. Finished finish 2005. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I was like, during all of that, all those party times and things, getting mm. into trouble. Um, and then, you know, finally met my wife and I met her at a yeah. Which was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, people don't people don't believe me. They laugh at it like it was a, yeah. like a joke when I tell them, "Oh no, I literally yeah. met my wife at a nightclub." They just <laughs> laugh, and I was like, "Okay, I'd ask my wife." <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't. Then they just crack up. Mate. Yeah, that was like, "Wow, we just thought it was just things you see out of a movie and stuff." Mm, yeah, I was like, yeah. Nah, man. Like, yeah, it was crazy. That, but yeah, I met my wife um, at a nightclub, uh, outside of a nightclub actually. Yeah, yeah so. Uh, good, and then what? Five kids later, the rest is history, right? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, so, so getting getting into the real thick of it, um, deals. How how did how did you and your wife create Poly Kids? How did that come about? Um, we created Poly Kids through like so. It, it all started like my wife was just, you know, she's a stay. She's a full time stay at home mum. You know, and yeah. she was just sitting at home one day, and when she had our fifth child. She was literally just bored. 
all she yeah. did was, you know, wake up, get the kids ready for school, drop them off to school, come home and look after, you know, my two younger ones. But she was still bored. She didn't know what to do. She, you know, spent as much time as she did with the little ones. Mm. But there was still a lot of time during the day before my other kids finished school for her to sort of, um, to do something about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, she just goes, she found her mum's sewing machine. She started sewing. I came home from work. She said, oh, look, I made a pair of uh, boots for Junior. Um, yeah. My youngest one, who's named after me. Um, so, yeah, she, she started sewing. She tried them on. I go, they look pretty gangster, you know. They, they look yeah. cool. Yeah. So she started doing it from there. Um, and it was just like, um, I think we went to an assembly or something like that for yeah. the kids. And at the school, there was like a few other kids who were half cast yeah. in Tongans and Samoans. Yeah. And a lot of the full-blooded Islander kids who I, I knew their parents personally yeah. and stuff. They weren't hanging around like the half caste kids. Yo, yeah, geez. and the half caste kids weren't hanging around them. So I used to ask my kids, like, "How come you don't hang around with these guys?" Yeah, and they were like, "Why?" And I goes, "Oh no, I just thought you know, because I grew up uh, half like with yeah. Islanders, even half caste yeah. Islanders. We all grew up like we, we all together. Yeah, yeah, we didn't um, we didn't you see didn't them even, as half caste kids. Yeah, we just don't even saw them as yeah, yeah. That's so the tokus, my, you know, that's the uses. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So my my son was like, "What?" I go, you show? And I was like, yeah, that's how we used to roll back in the days. Mm. Um, and yeah, so, and then like um, over the years, I just kept noticing it was just, it mm. was just more and more of the half cast kids drifting apart with the full Islander kids, you know, full-blooded Islander kids. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And then my wife just goes, you know what? Oh, like nobody really, like out the half cast kids, they know they're half uh, half Islander in their in their other half, but these other other parents and other kids don't acknowledge them as as their blood sort of thing, you know, as the as a Tongan or a Samoan or a Cookie or yeah. I go no, they don't. Eh? And she's like nah, and then that's how it all started. And so she started buying some fabric. Started yeah. song, we started. She started off with um, doing little bits for babies and bibs and stuff. Yeah, and just you know just wanting and a lot of husk, half cast um kids parents were buying the stuff and they were like this is great you know my, That's mad. my like a lot of them a lot of the women who are balangis you know they'll be yeah. like oh um now my little Samoan baby can wear it now my little yeah. baby can wear it and yeah, yeah, yeah. while well, we made That's it man. you know for these half-caste kids to wear their stuff and be proud of it, and you know for other full-blooded islanders to be proud mm. that these half-caste kids are proud of their islanders, proud of their heritage yeah, heritage, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah so it's great it is great Nah, and yeah, it's it's a brand that's um yeah, it's so good as well. Like all all you guys um uh, products that you guys have, man. For anyone listening out there, please go give them a follow. Poly Kids, amazing gears there. Um, so Vils, one thing that I love about you as well is that you're a staunch supporter for mental well-being and mental health. Um, especially after experiencing your own battles. So, um. Do you want to tell us about your journey in that space and um, how it got your back and, and if suicide came about, Pablo? Yeah, yeah. Um, so me battling mental health, I did not actually know how long I was battling mental health for. And yeah. according to my doctor and my counsellor and stuff, I was battling for quite a bit, you know, for wow. a few years. And I asked them why, and they were like, well, the drug abuse, the mm. alcohol abuse, all of that. And all the the reckless stuff you're doing outside of home and coming home and lying to your wife and keeping stuff from your wife, it's it's um it's not you, 
And I go, mm. yeah, it's not me, but I just, you know, I just do it. And go, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's out of your character. So, um, you know, after talking with them and stuff, I started, I accepted it. But before all of that, um, my wife and kids noticed there was something different about me. You know, my yeah, attitude well. changed. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there were, uh, like, thinking about it now, I think I did try hard at um, my recklessness for my wife and kids. Mm. When they started seeing it, that I was bringing, that I was coming home being like that, yeah, um, it caused a lot of drama and tension at home. So there was a yeah. lot of arguments, a lot of shouting, a lot of um, swearing and stuff like yeah. that. Um, it even got to the point where I was doing it to my kids, you know, to the point yeah. where I literally didn't really know that I was gonna, you know, punch my kids out in a way. Mm. So, um, yeah, so to for my wife and kids to literally sit me down and break down and cry their, their heart mm. out to me. Um, yeah, sort of literally um, worked me up big time, yeah. you know, f- to see the people that love me the most and who's still there, to, who's still here today, Yeah. Um, to really sit down and, and talk to me and cry to me and tell me how I've changed, you know, um, all the way down to my fourth child, like even her, you know, like she for her to cry and tell me that she doesn't she said that um it's you're not it doesn't seem like you're my dad no more sort of thing you know it, oh, wow. it really hit yeah. me hard you know yeah. so um yeah I had to do something about it and realizing not spending enough time at home mm. um, not spending time with my kids and my wife even on the weekends not yeah. wanting to yeah. things like that um using drugs more often you know yeah more like it was every day yeah. sort of thing drinking more and more every day um yeah i literally sort of woke up and you know seeked help and that was the first thing they asked me to do is that um was to seek help so yeah i thought to myself i told my wife and kids uh, you know give me give me some time to think about it because i literally don't know what's wrong yeah. i don't even know if there is anything wrong i think you guys are just saying that because you know, there are things that you do that annoy me that I get angry about. So, yeah. Um, yeah, thought about it and then just thought, you know, I I am being a little bit um, different in ways. Yeah. Didn't fully accept what I was doing yet. And then I just came home one day and I saw my wife and kids, like, oh, I'll go get help. Yeah. So I got help. And then after I got help, um, before I got help, like, as I was still seeking my help, yeah. I started realising everything you know, still talking to my counsellor, even talking yeah. to my doctor and stuff, um, I started realising what I was doing was just, it just wasn't me, you know, it was very mm. out, of, out of character. So, um, you know, came back home and literally cried to my wife and kids, apologise for everything I've done, you know, and obviously, you know, for some of us islanders, more like a lot of us, like we always mm. try to keep it in and yeah. and always try to stay, stay thicker for our family. Yeah, like yeah, even yeah. if it means to hold in our yeah. emotions. Mm. I didn't, um, I felt both, I, for some reason I broke down and I just told myself, okay, no, 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 if you want to be thicker, you be thicker mm. and, and mm. show your emotions to your wife and kids so they... That's crazy. Yeah. What you're, what you're yeah. actually talking about. So... Mm. Yeah. Man, I literally broke down to my wife and kids and yeah. I couldn't even get a word out. You know, it took me ages to say something. I was just that, um, I was like trembling and I was scared, to be honest. Yeah. I was scared to tell them. I was scared to even apologise to them yeah. for everything I've done and said to them. So um, when it finally came out, it just lifted a massive weight off my shoulders. 
And I just told my wife, I go, you know how strong I feel right now? And my wife goes, what do you mean? I go, I'm crying to, you know, with and pouring my heart out to you and the kids, but I feel stronger than ever. She's like, really? I said, yeah. I go, for me to cry to you and show you my emotions, I've, I've never done that to you with the, you know, the oh, back then, you know, the, the yeah. 13 years we've been together, I've never cried to you or anything. She's like, no. Yeah. And I go, and I, now today I feel stronger than ever. And I feel mm. like nothing will break me. You know, yeah. I've, I've done what I had to do. I've done, I've done what I had to do to be tough, which is accept, accept the person who I am today, which is to break down and cry to you and, and yeah. seek help, you know, for my mental health. So I can, so I can have help to, to battle my demons. So I can yeah. still, you know, so yeah, man, that's, that's how it all came about. But with yeah. all of that at the time, you know, it was, you know, the thinking of jumping off the Harbour Bridge, things like that, thinking of jumping in front of a train. Yeah. Just felt pretty worthless, eh? Yeah. I always wow, see my that's... kids happy without me, being happy with my wife and yeah. my in-laws, you know, just, mm. yeah, it wasn't, um, it didn't even see, like I didn't even uh, look at it back then and see that I was the one ignoring my kids and my wife. Yeah. They were trying to talk to me, trying to share stuff with me that they've done through school or throughout the yeah. day. And it was just me that was ignoring them. And yeah. here I'm thinking, it was them not wanting to show me anything. Yeah. So, um, it pulled me, it, you know, um, hit me hard pretty deep. And that's why I felt so worthless. Um, but eventually getting help and getting a lot better, I finally realized that it was never them to blame. It was just myself. So, mm. but yeah, thank right. to still be here today, man. <laughs> Fire out, Vils. That is so powerful. Like, just that whole story. Just goosebumps, you know? I think the the first thing is, you know, sometimes, man, you know, the ones you love the most, they see the worst of you, right? And you, you like, big ups to you for not only one, you know, along with the help of your family, identifying that you had issues, and then two, going to seek help. And then three, working on it, you know, and it's just that everyday battle, you know, and we're glad yeah. you're still here too, so you can spread your message because, Appreciate man, um, like, I, I, you know, looking at some of your socials and, and some of the things you shared as well, I, I think you mentioned something about that Pacifica Māori Indigenous communities, they're the highest um, in terms of suicide rate, right? Yeah. So in Australia and New Zealand, we hold the, the highest suicide rate. That's um, crazy. Yeah, bro. And it's and the crazy thing is, is that everybody out there that knows Islanders or know of mm. Islanders or has been mm. with Islanders, they think because uh, we're just so naturally big within our genes, we're just so, mm. we're like in that sort of invincible stage, you know? Yeah. They just think, oh, they're so big. They're so yeah. talented in music yeah. and sport and anything yeah. else that they put their mind to. But um, behind closed doors, they have no clue what, you know what our people mm. go through day in day out um obviously we, we we are the same too we don't know what other people go through day in day out but exactly yeah. you know for people to put that sort of um perspective that we that we are that strong physically that they automatically think we're going to be that strong mentally as well mm. um and that's that's um yeah that's that's really wrong yeah. <laughs> for anybody nah. yeah. in my opinion you know i'm not going to go out there and see the biggest person out there with all these big yeah. muscles and think he's physically strong. Yes, he's going to be mentally strong as well because he can lift yeah. weights, he can train yeah. as hard. But we don't literally know what he's actually battling, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's how I see it, man. But yeah, um, Pacific Islanders, Maoris, and Indigenous people here in Australia, we hold the highest rates. So, and we we that's I try to bring my message out to try and um, not. I, I don't know if I can get rid of those high rates, but I'm trying mm. my best to lower it as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, you know. And the first thing is is to spread the message out there and let people know it's um it's an everyday battle. Yeah, it's, it's a real pandemic in my eyes. Yeah. You know, no matter who's going through it, man, I'm all gonna, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll support them hundred percent. So, yeah, nah, man, and um. Again, like going off, you know, some of the, some of the clips that you share. Like one thing that you say that really stuck with me is, you know, our people are warrior people. You know, being taught to keep it in, and you know, that's not how real men act. And yeah. you know, and then another massive thing was, you know, you end up suffering in silence. You know, and then, like even listening to your story, you you, you made yourself vulnerable, but in fact, you made yourself actually super powerful by allowing yourself to break down in front of your wife and kids like that, you know? So, man, nah, it feels super powerful, man. But um, just changing it up a bit, another another thing that's awesome and super amazing is that the proceeds actually go into funding for your programs and your youth events um, from all your uh, Got Your Back t-shirts and stuff like that, yeah? Yeah, so the, the shirts came about when when I started um, seeking help and stuff. My wife yeah. started that health part of it all. Mm. She met up um, a few uh, about three designs and stuff like that, and yeah. just to spread the just to spread awareness of it. Yeah, you know, and whatever we got from it, we we donated some to to a couple over the Gold Coast, and they started helping yeah, families wow. that couldn't um, really afford counselling and things like that for their kids no. and themselves. So they donated so we donated um, some funds to them. Um, you know, now we that we're trying to we. we Hopefully, we want to try to get into some high schools and, you know, just mm. have a chat to kids. And it's not even just um, – it's not even a one-on-one talk. It's just a group talk as in, like, nothing – it's trying to raise awareness for it, but I'm just trying to break barriers for kids to just speak up yeah. with whatever, you know, yeah. and obviously in a, in a respectful way sort of thing, you know. Just have a – so, like us, having a chat now, yeah. kids to feel comfortable with whoever they talk to, you know. Yeah. Just um, just talk and just know that the person that they are talking beside them, they they're willing to help, nah. you know, and they know that they can they can get that help sort of thing. So yeah. I want them to sort of speak up and just be comfortable within themselves and not think that they have to hold everything and hold everything within themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's it's okay to to sort of speak up about it and what, mm. whatever it is, you know, it doesn't have to be that deep. It could be just something small. Yeah, you know, just yeah. letting that out, Mike might change a bit of um, confidence within yourself and, and boost that confidence up and then, you know, gradually come out a bit more off, a bit more. So, nah. yeah. Nah, that's awesome, Bills. And, yeah, again, because of the, you know, everything that's happening with COVID, you haven't been able to get to schools. But, um, yeah. you know, I know Vita. Vita, you do a bit of work in the schools and things like that, right? Yeah, man, 100%. Um, man, Bills, just uh, like like Moss, just really getting chills on your message. And, you know, this is why we're here, you know, to spread that message and let um, everybody know out there, um, you know, there's there's more to life than what we see, um, man. And we've talked about it in a lot of other podcasts, but we don't see enough people like us being strong in other ways than being, you know, the man of the house, being the one that, you know, yeah. that has the final say, being the one that, you know, is the, you know, the end all and be all. But 
at the end of the day, um, you know, we, we, we know that there's a better way to communicate. We know that we can be vulnerable sometimes because we can't always hold up this facade. We can't always be, sure. you know, the strongest person. Um, and we know, man, and just hearing your story, um, you know, we see it all over at schools and there's only one way we can change it is by breaking that cycle, you yeah. know? And if these kids can't see somebody else that's vulnerable, that's an adult like us, yeah. um, who are they going to look to? They're yeah. just going to follow the next person that's a, a strong guy on the street and the yeah. boys that are tough. Um, but, you know, you know, as well as I do, some of those boys have their own issues and that's why we yeah. have the suicide rates go up so high. And, and it's that, that constant cycle, man, and we've got to mm. break it. Um, and that's why, you know, I'm loving this this conversation. So. No, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, oh, like I've got having, um, you know, three kids in high school as well, you know. I don't want them to sort of um, to sort of feel that they have to keep stuff to themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I want them to – because I started – I started um, – teaching my kids the way my parents taught me. Mm. You know? And like um even now, like I'm trying to I'm still breaking that that uh that mentality that of that my parents have sort of passed on to me sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Um and I, I can I can tell you now that I'm getting a lot better with it because my kids are opening up more to me every day. Yeah. My kids are actually are wanting to train with me every day. You know, no yeah. matter how hard it is, you know, my kids are you know, my kids are like, oh, what are you doing today, Dad? I was like, oh, I'll just go work out in the garage and I'll take the dog for a walk. I'm like, can we come? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, you know, so little, little things like that, that my kids are wanting to do things with me, it's a massive, massive positive for me. Yeah. So to share blood, sweat and tears with my kids in the garage, yeah. I'm loving it. And they're loving yeah. it too, sort of thing, you know. And that's one thing I never had with my parents. And for me to experience that myself, it's, I, I don't know, words just can't describe it. So me trying to break that um, that stigma with everything, I'm trying to do it with my kids first. Oh, oh, not, so not cool. just with them first, but trying to make sure I do it with my kids, not yeah. just with people outside of my house, not with other people's kids or with other people. If I'm going to do it with other people and other people's kids, I have to make sure I still do that with my kids and still do it with yeah. my wife and myself. Yeah. So every day, every day I'm still learning, um, but I'm loving it, loving it 100%. Yeah. And we talked about that in one of our recent podcasts, yeah, boys, when we spoke to Armani, he was like, man, we're, we're the best people when we go out and talk to other people. You know, we're patient, mm. we're loving, mm. we give them all this attention, even yeah. at work. And then we yeah. come home and we switch off. We're kind of like short with our family. <laughs> and we're just like, man, I'm tired, all this kind of yeah. stuff. But man, our family is why we're working. Our family yeah, exactly. is the whole reason for our being and we're trying to do this. But, un- you know, unconsciously, we've, we've flipped it around and yeah. like, what you've done now, you, you've seen the where the real gold is. Man, mm. it's bringing your kids and taking them for a walk and taking them yeah. for, you know, you know, going for a workout in the time. backyard. Yeah. 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 So. No, it's true, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving every yeah. moment of it. So. Yeah. Now, even, um, yeah, just your, when we were talking before, Vils, you know, one of the things that you put in there was, you know, that's your objective is to be better for your kids every day you know so yeah. you're good today and you're working on that the next day and the day after that but yeah. um speaking speaking of training um i know you do a bit of boxing and we we spoke about it off air um and i've seen your transformation and um to be honest Doggo, you make me feel guilty because you post up you doing road runs while i'm literally <laughs> having a pack of donuts you know so <laughs> uh, how, how important is um is your training and, and boxing uh, for your mental health bro Oh, bro, it's um, 
it's high up there. Eh? Like it's one yeah. of the most important things for me at the moment. Like, mm. um, the, the, this is the it's the whole reason why I went. I got back into a lot more cardio. Yeah, uh, and and the boxing especially. You know, like yeah. um, as I said to you before we started recording, it was uh, I I did I only started boxing for my mental health. It wasn't. I'm mm. not trying to make a hoorah career out of it. Mm. Um, you know, there might be somebody out there saying, "Well, oh, what an idiot!" You know, do something if, you, if you're getting your head bashed. You might as well make some money. Nah. Off it. But yeah. um, you know, that's not my goal. It's not. Yeah. It's not um, that's not my passion to to yeah. make it to the big stage and make money off this stuff. You know, mm. I feel good where I am now, and that's the main thing. I feel happy, and um, yeah. my kids are happy. My wife's happy with where I'm at at the moment. That's the main yeah. thing. But with all the training and stuff, um, yeah. it's what's helped me a lot along the way with my mental health. Yeah. Um, it's something I've always loved doing since I was young. Um, mm. But I realized when I was young, I hated the fitness part of it. Yeah, yeah. Don't we all? A lot of us Unless there's it. a sausage sizzle there, then yeah, we're all done. <laughs> bit, of, bit of protein. We'll have a few burgers 20Ks down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, um, that was, that was, so a lot of the mental my mental battles, you know, I tried to transition that into my, into my fitness. Um, I wanted to, I kept trying to push my body to the point where I was going to give up, where I wanted to give up, where my body was saying, give up, give up, give up. Mm. So mentally, I just kept trying to train myself and just say, yeah, your body's telling you to give up, but your brain is still saying you can keep going, you can keep going. So, you know, obviously the strongest muscle in your body is your brain. So if your it's brain's going to yeah. keep going, even though your body wants to break down, your brain will keep pushing your body to that point where you can't do nothing. You know, and it has been gone to that point, you know, and I, I just felt to myself, I go, look, like as shit as I feel right now after this workout, tomorrow mm. morning, I'm going to feel a lot better about myself. Yeah. And it did. And yeah. after that day, I haven't looked back. I just, I just train every day. Yeah. yeah nice. <laughs> Whether it's morning and night or just yeah. at night, I have to make sure I, I just train, you know, just to, no, not just to feel good and look good, but mm. um, yeah, just, it's just giving me some mental relief. Yeah. You know? That's the main yeah, Because they, they say it releases like certain chemicals in your body, you know, that yeah. sort of makes you feel good and, and things like that as well. But yeah. nah, man, it's, it's good. You know, exercise is, is super important, especially when it comes to mental health, right? So, yeah. um, nah, thanks, Vils. Um, but yeah, man, uh, just finally, Vils, from, from us, like what, what's next? for uh, poly kids and, and got your back and what's 2022, 2023 look like? I know you want to get into the schools eventually, but man, what's the big plans next? To be honest, man, like there's, um, there's no big plans yet for, mm. uh, for the mental health of side, yeah. um, of side of things. We're just, we're just trying to go with the flow with everything. You know, we're not yeah. to, behind the scenes. It's just me and my wife, nothing yeah. else. The, the yeah. event that we were having holding on Saturday, 4th of December, we've got a yeah. few people behind the scenes helping us out with that. And yeah. we're so grateful for it, you know. Oh, um, nice. And then, you know, to, to have other people wanting to help us share that message, it's mm. it's massive, you know. These, these are people that know of people that's gone through stuff or have gone yeah. through it. And, you know, yeah. I'm just honoured and so privileged that these people want to want to help us um, put our message out there. So apart from that, man, there's nothing... Um, Nothing big coming yet, yeah. as of yet. But um, hopefully, when all of this um, 
COVID stuff um, dies down a bit, then um, we can get to work on some bigger plans in the future. So, can yeah, can I just say skills. sorry, sorry, and, uh, Moss, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. man, it's not about the big things; it's the small things you're doing for me. You, you've just helped a, a little folly, um in high school, and I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, pulling a string or anything. Um, you know, just with like the like speaking about church, but then also just about reaching out if you need some help. You know what I mean? So even for myself, right? Um, you know, I've gotten to the point, and I work in I, I work in Mount Druitt, so we, I went to go today. I went to go visit um Aboriginal community house. Um, and man, just the things that we don't understand that what they've gone through is is crazy to think like they're, they're from this country um and i'll give you some stats yeah. right so um a lovely lady there i won't say her name but a lovely lady there i uh, was doing campus for um for families and she'd say 10 families would come every single week um just because they don't have food on the table at all you know and and wow. to kind of think that some children don't have that stuff um and to have your page kind of really speak about the indigenous youth is really 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 important right um it is. And we kind of miss them a lot. And then you can see the connection between us um, and then Polynesians and the Māori. Like, we're, we're community-related, mm. but we need so much help that we don't ask for that help. Um, so, sure. you know, and, and looking at um, one of your posts, right, it says um, 12 uh, youth during the lockdown in Western Sydney have been attempting suicide. Like, to think of that could be your brother, that could be your cousin, that could be your... You know, your significant other, um, man. You you don't have to do the big stuff. Like, just please keep going. Like, you're you're helping me. You're helping you know the indigenous youth. You're helping the the, the Maoris. You're helping the the Polynesian youth. Um, but you help the young fale, which is amazing to me because yeah. I still got baggage, right? Um, and I, I I feel like if you know if I can't reach out to somebody, I'll just keep it inside, mm. keep it inside, keep it inside yeah. until something goes wrong, right? Um, and so for, for those people listening to this podcast, um, and you know, Vils is, is, you know, man, you got to check out his page. Eh? You'll just, you'll feel refreshed Incredible. because yeah, sometimes 100%. when people put videos up with working out, it's more of them, but you're, you are reflecting everything that, um, is good with working out. You know, you don't have these yeah. epic videos. It's you just running across the road talking about, you know, I try, yeah, this is, I, I try to, but like all my workouts, it's. Man, my, my page, because to be honest, my wife started my page. And for her to start my page, it was, we were talking about it. And my page is not, like, followers, whatever. I, I don't mm. care about that stuff. It's not important. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, that's something I've learned along the way, is that all these followers that are coming and commenting and stuff like that, I, I, it's, not, it's not that I don't appreciate it, mm. but it's not important to me. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of people who don't follow my page who message me and, and tell me, how much I've motivated them and inspired them to kick on in life. Not, it's not just to get up off the couch and work out. Mm. It's just even getting up and going to work the next day and looking forward to work. You know, Jesus. I never like going to work. I hated work. You know, like yeah. now I get up every morning, five five thirty in the morning. I'll get up, take the dog for a walk, or I'll go for a run before work. Even with my my kids now, I've been trying to wake up and go with me to take the dog for a walk. You know, little things like that. I know um, some people find it hard to to do mm. and that's why my wife wanted to wanted um wanted to make that page was to try and just motivate and inspire you know our people you know just to just to get up and get moving and just do something doesn't have to be big doesn't no matter how small it is as long as you're getting up and just getting started the, the hardest part about it is just getting the start going 
just starting. Eh? Started, yeah. You just need that extra motivation to keep it consistent. Mm. And a lot of people that don't follow my page are the people that are actually being, you know, that are messaging me, messaging me saying that they're inspired and motivated by my videos, just yeah. getting up and doing things that they that they want to do, but they can't be bothered to do. So, mm. and that's what my page is about, is just to motivate and inspire our people. So, you know, hopefully it is still working for people out there and I really appreciate all the messages. Wow. So, yeah, man. And that's just like with my shirt and all, you know, that's the, I didn't want to hide my message. You know, mm. I wanted to tell people that um, I'm dead serious about it and yeah. it's not a joke, you know. You know, some people might think, oh, no, we don't hear it. It doesn't happen. Yeah. This and that, and okay, bro. It no, nobody will talk about it. Nobody, yeah. you know, mainstream media won't show you anything about it. So, yeah. and that's the crazy thing, you know. My yeah. dad never thought it would ever happen to me, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, well, yeah. You know, everything that happens, you know, is just like, oh, you're okay, yeah, I'm all good, you know. Mm. Even gone to the point now, I, I work with my dad now, so yeah, every day he knows that I'm okay, he, I know that he's okay, so. But yeah, man, my message on my shirt is the whole reason why I I'm did it is just not to hide my message. Yeah. Let everybody know if suicide, it's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, it is a bad thing. And for people to know that I do, you know, I've got your back. I do support you. I will help you in any, in any way possible. Um, and it's also a message for myself that, you know, if suicide, that I got you back by waking up every morning with my wife and kids and keep living my life. You know, I beat I beat that part. You know, yeah. I beat I beat my demons, and yeah. beating my demons is waking up every morning feeling happy about myself and my life, um, with my wife and kids, and still kicking on. So, yeah. Thanks, Wills. Appreciate it, man. So much love, um, Vita. Final thoughts, docs. Man, like what? What more can we say, man? It's, yeah. You know, man. I just really hope that we can get this message out to everybody that's listening. Um when you talk about your your brain being the the strongest muscle in your body 100 percent um it's only you know us stopping us from breaking through and i love how you're talking about fighting your demons um but beating your demons you know what i mean like it's a fight and we have to realize that we're in a fight you know we're a fight with ourselves we're a fight with our mind and our bodies and it's up to us do we want to just lay down and um let these things take over or do we want to fight for our lives fight for our families um and the fight's worth it um listening to listening to you and your 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 testimony and what you're talking about the the fight is worth it your family's worth it and i hope anybody that is listening it's encouraged them just once again to get up for one more round and just keep fighting because man victory's on the other side 100 100 <laughs> uh thanks thanks with the uh big fire any any final thoughts, Docs? No, just a just a big thank you. And you know, we kind of think about the the physical body, but we never think about up here. We never think about we need to heal that. We need to talk about these things. So, man, please reach out. Um, whoever's listening to this out um, to this, um, you know, I, I've reached out. Probably not the best person to speak to sometimes, but you know, we have to reach out. Like there's people to to heal our souls um, that we need to reach out to. Because if we can't do it, um, then we're just going to keep to ourselves and it's going to get worse. So, thank you, Vils, um, for your patience please continue to do your page it's, it's helping a lot of us out um man just just yeah just just seeing that the positivity we need more of that more than this bloke on with tns and, and a new a new bugatti and all the rest of it like man that just it doesn't help the soul right and your one helps the soul rather than keeps me down so thank you 
Oh, thanks, thanks, guys. Please. I really do appreciate you guys having me on here. Nah, cheers, Jules. Um, yep. All right. Here we go. Rapid fire. So, Jules, when was the last time that you got told off or you got a hiding um, by your parents? Oh, the last time I got a hiding, probably in year, in year 10. Oh, what a, um, what a good bloke. That's ages so ago. Last time I got a... Yeah, it's just because my dad got the late papa from a pallet and whacked me in the back and <laughs> didn't cry and it snapped. And from then on, he was like, there's no point of giving him a hiding. You passed the test. Like a, so he broke off a piece of the pallet, the wooden part, and gave him a hiding. <laughs> so he smacked me on the back twice and it snapped and didn't cry. So he finally realized that I wasn't going to cry after that. So he just stopped giving me hidings. Okay, next question. Uh, Favorite island dish? Oh, bro, it has to be my mum's bruma simalu, bro. Oh, Oh, man. um, Shut the gate, man. Yeah, bro, that with Loloi Kumala. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Team Kumala right here as well. Don't worry. Ah, nice. Okay, next one. What's the jam that makes you act like your crazy uncle or auntie? At a hula hula or at like a party? Oh, but I don't know. <laughs> I usually don't dance until I'm called now. Nah, I, no I wouldn't have a clue. Oh, no. Uh, it's, it's a, yeah. To be honest, now, like, I, I listen to, um, now, I, like, I, I do, like, well, I listen to a lot of uh, jewelers out there, like, especially yeah, the okay. Aussie jewelers. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I go, I go nuts with my kids on, like, little kids, um, little kids, um, shows, eh? Oh. When they play their little theme songs at the start, I just get up yeah. and go spastic with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all. Blippi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I hear Baby Shark yeah. one more time, bro, I'm going to click it, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nice. Okay, next one. Um, first album you ever bought or first single? What about first album that we stole? <laughs> I've never bought one. <laughs> okay, first album that you acquired. <laughs> oh, um, oh, I can't remember. I think it was one of Tupac's ones. Hey. Yo. Yeah, it was just one of, I think it was one of Tupac's ones. I stole off one of the boys. One of the AG ones. The ones yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. Okay, this one I can actually see happening. But if someone was to make a story of yours into a movie, who's going to play you? Who's going to be Vils? Fuck. I don't know. Eh? I, I I think I would ask to play myself, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. 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 I like that. Yeah. Like that. You know, for me personally, it's just um through my own experiences, I, I would, it's not that I would um, know how to act it, but I would know how, how it would feel. Mm, and yeah. for me to to have someone else act it, it would just seem fake for me. So I'd rather be on there and, and show you the full extent of my own experiences on screen. So, ah, yeah. Okay, and last question. Tell me something that helps you kick back, stay ready, and look sharp. Oh, something to look forward to is always training. Mm. Oh. back. Kicking back, oh, I don't like to kick back these days. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. to um, stay on my toes as much as possible. Okay. Um, 
and yeah, man, always yeah, just always training, bro. Always training, and uh, what makes me more happy is always just um, being with my wife and kids every day. So, mm. yeah. And to, and I'll say uh, to look sharp is definitely one of your gotcha back fruits, man. Looking yeah. sharp, looking, looking sharp, sharp is always uh, ripping my message. Yeah. every day, every nah. day. My lord. All right. All right. Thanks again, Vils. Man, the interview was so deep on so many levels. Man, can't express how much we appreciate it. Um, I know that there's going to be a lot of people out there that appreciate it. Malo apitotoko. And thank you so much for coming on. No, anytime, man. I'm really honoured to be on here and to share my message out there. So thanks again, guys. Really do appreciate it. Love. Thank you. We're out. We're out. Laters. (laughs) 